Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we'll talk about all news, comics, and media related to the Transformers. On this episode, TF Comic colorist John Paul Bove is back with us again as we've got another review of Transformers Earth Spark, and JP gives us a recap on his experiences at this year's TF Nation. Today is Friday, August 25th, 2023, and this is episode 352 of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that doesn't want to see any more Transformers in Earthspark get ghosted. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team, Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hey, how's it going? Comics colorist and color commentator, John Paul Bove. Buenos dias. And Apollo, a.k.a. Robo Apollo. Hi, everybody. Let's talk Transformers. All right. As always, we start off the show by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. We thank you all so much for your continued support. It helps us keep the show going. We're past the 10 year mark so we're we're and the train is still on the tracks so thank you for helping us stay up stay upright and and keep it keeping things going so if you are already a donatron thanks so much if you'd like to become one just go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support and that's where you can sign up of course you get lots of perks with that you get bonus content you get uh, uh entrance into all of our contests automatically you get to watch the show, watch us record the show live if you want to every Sunday. And you get some merchandise at the higher levels too. So lots of, lots of good stuff. Um, stay tuned. Check out the toy show for more information on, on that secret bonus tier that the, the JP is a part of. You know, you know, we've got, we've got all the info on that. Uh, speaking. <laughs> That's my clue. <laughs> Uh, speaking of bonus content, uh, you can check out all the episodes of our bonus show, We Like Big Bots, done by Daryl and Dr. Pants. And uh, they talk about all the giant Transformer toys they've picked up and, and their love for them. Uh, they've got 10 episodes up there on our Patreon page. All our Donatrons have access to that. More will be coming soon this fall when they get back into recording new episodes. So we'll look forward to that. And we've also got bonus shows for our Transformers live play RPG podcast, Empire of Rust. This week we had episode 108, Screamer Sees the Stars. And this is uh, the penultimate episode in season two of Empire of Rust. So we've got one more episode after 108. And uh, you had the bonus uncut version this week that came out on Monday. And you should already have access to it if you are a Donatron. And this coming Monday... August 28th will be the regular version of that episode that will drop on our main Empire of Rust feed at transmissionspodcast.com slash rust. That's, that's the free feed for everyone who's, uh, who's listening to that show. So enjoy Empire of Rust. We've also got our Toy Hacks code for August. This is for our friends at toyhacks.com. You can get 15% off all your orders at Toy Hacks with our code TFMP08. Again, TFMP08. You can get a 15% off everything at toyhacks.com. 
cannot be used with other promo codes, but can be used with your robo points. So uh, look for that. Also, you can use it with your gift certificates. If you won some gift certificates from us in the past for toyhacks.com, take advantage of that and use our code. So you can, uh, you can help us and help out the show, help out Toy Hacks, and help out yourself with uh, some discount stickers. All right. Now, uh, this is a, a review show for all mode. We do have a couple of things we want to discuss uh, before we get into the review. So we do have a little bit of comics news. Again, if you're not watching the video for this week's episodes of Transmissions and Transmissions Alt Mode, you're missing out. Uh, all right. So uh, this week, uh, or last week, I should say, we had the issue three of Void Rivals, the new Skybound comic that is part of the Energon universe, which has ties into Transformers. And at the end of that comic, there was a little addition they had an actual preview of the first three pages of the new Transformers comic, which is not out until October. So uh, these three pages introduce Spike and his friend who was not named. Uh, I think it was a, a woman, but uh, we don't have a name. I, if um, I go by the old Marvel comics, it could be Jesse. That would be my guess. but uh, Or it could be Carly uh, from the or, old cartoon. Um... So. What was the one from IDW? That I just Verity. Oh, Verity. Verity. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm rereading and I'm still in the part where she's in it. And I don't know why I couldn't remember. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it's interesting. So, I mean, it looks like we're going with a back to basics, like the, the real G1 old school origin of the Transformers crashing on Earth uh, and being dormant for unspecified amount of time i don't know if they're if they're sticking with four million years we'll have to wait and see but in this version spike and his friend actually discover the transformers still dormant so this is even before the autobots and decepticons come back online uh, they discover them where i don't know if i can zoom in i just checked my book just to make sure oh yeah zoom in on that let's see there's a oh. plane. Oh. oh, so it's interesting. So jet fire, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, it's- interesting. Mm-hmm. And we know the cast from what's been announced, but there's many characters in here that are not in there. Like clearly, I think. Well. Actually, no, I thought that was Megatron here, but it, it's part of either Optimus or Starscream. So I don't know. Yeah. Starscream and Optimus, definitely. Mm-hmm. We have yeah. Ratchet, Ironhide, <clears throat> Bumblebee, Soundwave. Tasmania Kid is in there. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> got squashed under Optimus. Yeah. <laughs> But I, it's interesting because we know from the the first issue of Void Rivals that had Jetfire, he did not have an Autobot or Decepticon symbol. No. So if Jetfire is coming and discovering the Ark here, he could be, you know, since he's since he probably was dormant before the war started, at least he could say, "Oh, I'll just revive everyone," and then when they all wake up, it'll be like, "Oh, wait, there's a which war." Is what Teletran One did. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. That's interesting. So we will have to wait and see where, yeah, this, this is coming in October. So we've still got a couple of months, but, uh, it's still interesting to just see these little, this little taste of, uh, the first issue of Transformers. So mm-hmm. it looks yeah. really good, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yep. Yeah. Daniel Warren Johnson's artwork, uh, looks really good. And the, mm-hmm. the Mike Spicer is the colors there. So, and, and he's all Daniel, Daniel Warren Johnson also writing the story. So. We'll have to see. Okay. Well, uh, now we're going to get into our review. And as uh, said in the intro, we're doing a review of Transformers Earth Spark. So this episode we are reviewing is episode 14 of season one of Transformers Earth Spark Security Protocols. And uh, this episode is a very heavily Bumblebee focused episode and very interesting. Uh, again, we're getting. Uh, a a little bit a tidbit of what this like post war Transformers universe is in, in Earth Spark, where um, Bumblebee was best friends with Breakdown before the war. They fell out on on opposite sides during the war, but now after the war, they're friends again. So very interesting. Uh, you know, we don't we don't get too much details as to as to how that all shook out for them. But I, but I would love to get the backstory on Bumblebee and breakdown uh, and their relationship and, uh, and breakdown specifically mentioning he's a Stundacon, of course, which is a, uh, you know, nice little callback. He looks very like G1 animation model uh, in this design of breakdown here. So I wonder if they're going to make a, a an earth spark toy of this breakdown figure, but uh yeah, this was a, um, an interesting episode. Uh, so this is written by Lauren Williams, directed by J.J. Conway. Uh, and um, this is, a, um, as I said, very, very heavily Bumblebee-focused episode to the point where all the other Transformers in the show are kind of pushed to the sideline for, for oh, most literally. of the episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're locked in the um, room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, we, and we get a little bit more on Bumblebee's backstory, uh, although frustratingly not enough to really understand what's going on. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, just, just a quick summary, uh, and, uh, you know, this, this is getting into spoilers here. So if you haven't watched these episodes yet, you should, you should really watch this before you listen to this review. Cause we're going to talk about the whole thing. Um, but yeah, so it starts off just with some ghost agents uh, tracking down Bumblebee's tire treads. Apparently, uh, every time Bumblebee changes his fo- his alt mode, he doesn't change his tire treads, which I don't really understand why you, why you, why would you do that? But whatever, Bumblebee, uh, you really you're really attached to those tires, I guess. Um, but uh, that's uh, so. This is uh, this is a point that lets uh, Agent uh, Sh- uh, Agent Schloter track down Bumblebee uh, because he's they've got him basically every alt they've tracked every alt mode he has even though Bumblebee is apparently supposed to be dead like he uh, he for some reason we still don't get information about why they faked the Autobots faked Bumblebee's death at the end of the war. Uh, I think but- they just said he went missing. Okay, but, it, but he, yeah. yeah, so I, I don't, I don't really understand why, why he's the Autobot that has to go missing. And then, of course, now that they found him, the, the ghost agents are, well, you, you went rogue, but 
why did he go he didn't really he hasn't really done anything so why is he rogue <laughs> i don't really i don't really understand the the status quo here like it Decepticons and Autobots, are they allowed to just roam free on Earth or do they have to like register? Is there like a Transformer Registration Act or something that they have to like maintain with Ghost? Like, I don't know why Optimus Prime and Megatron are Ghost and Alita One are Ghost agents, but every other Transformer is apparently being hunted by Ghost. So it's a little, it's a little confusing. Um, but that's, <laughs> that's not, that's not really in this episode. Um, we don't even see Optimus Prime Megatron or Megatron in this episode. It's really very, very heavily on Bumblebee and, and him avoiding ghost. Um, since, uh, um, you know, agent Slaughter is on the, is on, is tracking down Bumblebee since Bumblebee's of course is hiding out as, uh, Alex Malto's car. Slaughter of course, doesn't, doesn't come to that conclusion. He comes to the conclusion that Bumblebee copied Alex's car and that's why they're they're using the the malt. They want to basically use the maltos to uh, to track down Bumblebee. Uh, that brings them to that race, uh, and the reason Bumblebee is racing is because he's trying to look for his friend Breakdown. Because after the war, Breakdown has been off the grid, so he's trying to track him down and and you know reconnect with him. Uh, and he does find Breakdown in this uh, in this race here, and but of course the maltos are like, well. If you keep doing this, you're exposing yourself and, and you're going to get caught eventually, uh, which happens <laughs> in this episode. Um, so, you know, we have this, uh, they bumblebee and breakdown race. Uh, of course, the rate, the entire audience of, for the racetrack is ghost agents. Uh, but bumblebee has an energon suppressor. So when he's in car mode, he can't be tracked, but breakdown doesn't have this technology i don't think any other transformer has this technology and he says breakdown says hey if if you win this race or if i win this race let me use your energon suppressor and they they agree to that but of course that we never get to that fruition because uh, the race is interrupted the ghost agents track down they since they since they they scan bumblebee but since he has that energon suppressor he's doesn't show up as a transformer and then also a dot malto is serves as his driver because you know he she comes out and says hey yeah this isn't bumblebee in disguise this is actually our car because we just use it for racing and i see i dot secretly is a is a race car driver for some reason sure <laughs> um but that uh uh that you know doesn't um that fools them temporarily but then Ghost little tracking device actually tracks down breakdown because he doesn't have that energon suppressor and he's right next to Bumblebee. So they just say, Hey, the arrow's pointing to this car over here. So this must be a transformer. Breakdown transforms and it causes a, you know, then the ghost agents are all activated. They're trying to chase him and they gets into a firefight. There's lots of destruction. A sign is about to get knocked down and then Dot sees this and, and says, Okay, Bumblebee, you got to break your cover because if you don't, the sign is going to fall and kill all the ghost agents. So he transforms and then the secret is out. It's Bumblebee and breakdown are getting hunted. Of course, none of the ghost agents, uh, you know, thank Bumblebee for saving their lives when he's holding up the sign. They just start shooting at him, which I'm like, okay, you know, he's holding that thing above your head. If you shoot at him, he's going to drop it on you, but they don't, <laughs> they don't consider that. I don't know. The ghost agents are, are not, uh, you know, they don't, they don't think, uh, long term, I guess, but 
Bumblebee manages to throw the sign down, and then you know there's a lot of fighting. Breakdown and Bumblebee team up. They're fighting the ghost agents. They're trying to get away. Uh, lots of big things happen. Um, the uh, breakdown actually uses he basically uses himself as a diversion to give Bumblebee a chance to escape. So Bumblebee is of course sad about this of his friend like getting giving him this the chance to escape and then breakdown gets himself caught so you know that's sad and also bumblebee's cover is blown now so bumblebee has to go on the run too he can't go back to the malto's house because they know he's the um he's their car of course agent Schloter still thinks the maltos are uh were were deceived as well so he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to question the Maltos any further. His sister, though, is not convinced who's, who's the head of the ghost agency. But, uh, Schloder's like, no, they were, they're, they, you know, they're fine. We're not gonna, we're supposed to be tracking down rogue Decepticons. We don't, you know, har- harass humans, which I, I'm, I'm getting the sense that this is a, um, like a, you know, like a U.S. immigration, uh, <laughs> allegory mm-hmm. here. Um, so I, I thought that was interesting. Um, and so, yeah, so they, so they don't, they don't harass the Maltos anymore, but Bumble, this is the upside is Bumblebee is no longer, can no longer stay with the Maltos. So all the Terrans are on their own now. Uh, and if you're wondering what happened to the Terrans this whole episode, they were trapped in a closet. <laughs> so, um, yeah, at the beginning of this episode, they were training. There's a little subplot with Twitch, uh, getting, mm-hmm very uh, anxious about all this. you know she's she says we have to train harder and harder and harder because i don't want you know my family to be uh to be in trouble i i have i feel like i have to do everything myself and keep my family safe and there's a little heart to heart about that about you know twitch realizing that she she it's not all on her she doesn't have to do everything alone all her family are there to support her as well uh but they're doing this in a bunker because um when they go to hide from the ghost agents who were originally like looking over the Malto family ranch, they went and hide, they hide in, in, uh, in Nightshade's bunker, but Nightshade accidentally set the timer. It doesn't unlock in 10 minutes. It unlocks in 10 hours. So they were stuck there for the whole episode while everything else was going on. So to be honest, who hasn't made that mistake? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> None amongst us can claim we haven't been there. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much everything in this episode. Uh, I gotta say, I, I, I thought episode 13, the previous episode was a little bit more interesting for me. Um, and, uh, you know, this one was, was very, uh, Bumblebee heavy, but then I didn't get the information that, like, I was still curious about what's going on with Bumblebee, why he was, um, you know, why he was, he's still being a fugitive, but, I did think it was interesting to have breakdown and, and Bumblebee have this relationship. Uh, and I'm curious to see how this, how this unfolds with the rest of the season with now Bumblebee having to be on the run. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, I do think, um, last week's episode was, uh, when we did episode 13 with, um, with Nightshade and Tarantulas, that was a, uh, you know, a little bit more surprising, more interesting episode, more and a, and kind of a different, having a very different take on Tarantulas in that previous episode was very interesting. So I'm ranting now. I, I should, we're talking about episode 14, not episode 13. So sorry about that. But <laughs> um, but Apollo, uh, what did you think of this episode? Um, I liked it. I um, 
wanted more on the relationship backstory between um, Breakdown and Bumblebee, though. Like, I was like, yeah. oh, I want to hear more about this. Like, um, <laughs> you know, and yeah, and I mean, it was all right. Like, I enjoyed it. I thought it was entertaining, um, you know, and I liked that part of it the most. Um, it was pretty interesting how they did sideline, like, the rest of the cast pretty much just for this one episode which is really weird because there's not yeah. a lot of episodes in this show and it's like okay why are they doing this um plot wise um because i really don't feel like it moved the plot fo- forward very much um yeah. in my opinion like you do get to see a little bit that twitch is starting to take on kind of like this leadership role like you know uh, in the family about making sure like everyone's safe and taken care of you know and you pointed out that um charles that like you know they're like um they're like oh you're not alone you're okay but she's still like getting having frustrations over this like at the end mm-hmm. like she's holding her her blades and just like throws them on the ground because she's just so upset about bumblebee not being able to return back home to them um and you do get to see you know like how the dynamic between um that agent um i think his name is actually john um i don't remember his last (laughs) name but um you know him schloder yeah schloder and um the head of ghost you know how you know she's more suspicious of the Maltos and you can Mm -hmm. kind of tell that she really doesn't care about if that Bumblebee is um, an Autobot and not a Decepticon. Whereas her brother's just like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, you know, it's, you know, he's, you know, is more easygoing in that regard. Mm -hmm. So um, it's just pretty interesting, but um yeah, there's just some stuff with the show. Like, I like it, but then it's just like, it doesn't make sense. Like, you know, those guards, those ghost agents shooting at Bumblebee. It's like, this doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's like, this does not make sense to me, but okay, I'll let it go, you know. Um, but yeah, so those are my thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, I still don't understand, like, okay, the war ended, but why does that, why, why are all Decepticons still fugitives? Like I can, I can see like some Decepticons, like Decepticon leadership, like, you know, the really bad guys like Starscream or Shockwave. Yeah. They might be war criminals, but like, is every rank and file Decepticon currently a fugitive or like, what is the, like, how did they lose the war? If they're, are they all like, like, you know, but I don't know. That's, Maybe maybe there are answers at the rest of the season, so I haven't watched the rest of the season, but we'll see. Um, uh, JP, have have you been watching the show very much, or have you watched the show? And what did you think of this episode? Um, I have watched the show. I haven't watched um, much of it. Just time's been a problem. Um, and um, uh, I did go to to watch this episode, um, but then I decided um, I had some problems getting it to play. Um, so what I've done instead is I've watched the first 30 minutes of The Secret of My Success, the 1987 film starring Michael J. Cox, <laughs> which I have a lot of thoughts about. Um, and I, if you remember, uh, Michael J. Fox plays Brantley Foster, who is pretending to be uh, Whitfield in, in his uncle's organization, 
Um, but he doesn't know that because he wants this ex- executive level finance job. And there's some very funny scenes where Michael J. Fox has to keep getting changed in the elevator between the mailroom, which is his real persona, and uh, being Whitfield, where he has to change into a suit, and he keeps getting caught uh, by his secretary. So I felt I that re- was very... I remember this movie. <laughs> yeah, I felt that was uh, very relevant uh, to this discussion, and it also features uh, a young uh, Helen Slater, just just um, three years after her turn as Supergirl. <laughs> So, um, okay. That, thank yeah. you for, for that commentary. <laughs> I, I figured I could talk to you about this episode, which I very much enjoyed. Um, but uh, everyone was going to talk about it, and I just wanted to do something different. <laughs> <laughs> so, for those of you at home, it's a bit like Working Girl, if you've seen Working Girl. It's kind of like the comedy version <laughs> of Working Girl, because Working Girl's more of a drama. And that's also very relevant to this episode. I felt some of the themes were very similar. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jeremy, have you, have you watched Teen Wolf? You want to tell us about that? <laughs> I haven't seen Teen Wolf in decades. But you have seen The Secret of My Success. I, I have. I, when you were describing it, I, I also was remembering yes. the elevator scenes. And that's just that's just the first thirty or so minutes. Just just think of what you could enjoy if you watch yeah. the whole thing. I mean, really, anything with Michael J. Fox is yeah, very good. There's an incredibly uncomfortable scene where his aunt seduces him, <laughs> which does feel like it would fit in the Transformers universe that Bay <laughs> so, created. Um, but also uh, with Michael J. Fox, was, was, it, was there a Romeo the future, and Juliet mother? <laughs> Thank that she wasn't related by blood. So that's how they got out of that one. Um, yeah. Putting Back to the Future, his mother seduces him. <laughs> this is true. Maybe there's something about Michael J. Fox that relatives <laughs> just find really sexy. Huh. Um, oh. Yeah. But I, I also did watch this episode. I didn't have problems getting it to play. Um, I enjoyed it, but like Charles, I think it wasn't as strong as the previous one. Um, mm-hmm. I thought shoehorning most of the cast into a locked room was kind of one of the more obvious ways to get, you know, to focus on a set number of characters. And, you know, usually I think episodes are a little more subtle about, about doing that. Um, But I enjoyed seeing the breakdown stuff and my recollection of breakdown on TV goes back to the prime series, which is a completely different breakdown. And, and then when he said Stunticon, I just remembered, Oh yeah, he was actually a G1 character. Um, <laughs> but I, I thought the model looked great. Voice was great. Um, and it's just, it, it's so interesting getting the little teases of a backstory pre-war where they were friends. And, um, I, I just want more of that. I, I want the meat on the, those stories. So I don't know if we're going to get it. I also haven't watched past this episode, but that's the stuff I really want from Earth Spark because I, I really think they have set up an interesting world here, but we don't know all the rules. And I want to know that. Like like with um, Robots in the Skies, and more than meets the eye when, when those are happening in the comics, 
it immediately within the first few issues of more of um, robots in the skies, it set up the post-war status quo on Cybertron. And then they were free to go wherever they went with the stories. And I just think we have just the bare minimum of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I want to see the rest of that. Um, And also, I mean, other than that, I mean, I loved seeing the racing stuff. The action was fun. The having everyone in the audience be a ghost member is a great way to save on your animation budget. (laughs) Just copy and paste the the assets. (laughs) But yeah. But I mean, the show still is, it's a lot of fun. It's just, this one didn't have a ton of meat on the bone. Mm-hmm. I think may, maybe the reason they sidelined all those characters was to get the, like the big action scenes in the, in the show. Maybe mm-hmm. they needed to save, to save on animation. They had to sideline all those characters so that they could focus on those, like well, all the who, ghost agents. Who was the voice actor for um, breakdown? Uh, Roger Craig Smith. He might have I think he's called for a little bit um, more money. Uh, I'm guessing. <laughs> also, uh, of note, breakdown car design or no, his robot design was designed by uh, Nick Roach. Oh, oh, cool! Because I, I was very he's working on the show. Mm-hmm. Yep. My boy. Yeah. Hey, Roger Craig Smith, uh, did, uh, he was in Robots in Disguise. He did, uh, Jetstorm, Slipstream, Air Razor, Blastwave, and Major Mayhem. If you're wondering what he looks like. Okay. He stands Sonic. (laughs) But he, but he wasn't in The Secret of My Success. No. No. This is really what we're here to talk about. He, is it? <laughs> he's the longtime voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, ah, okay. Yeah. Hmm. So. Interesting. I mean, it was a great voice. Yeah. All it's right. Well, uh, well, it's just yeah. waiting just long enough. Yeah. You leave that pause. Is everybody else going to speak? This is like the nightmare of, of the pandemic all over again. Are you? Yes. I'll just I'll just wait a little bit longer. See if you can speak. Yeah. I was just going to say very different voices. So it, I'm always, mm-hmm. I always like it when a when a, a voice actor uh, really can do a range. Mm-hmm. Things. There's, there's certain voice actors you think you kind of recognise them from everything they're in because either they keep yep. having to play the same character or not. Um, yeah. And there's a few. Um, um, my brain's gone dead at the minute. A few of the Beast Wars guys, you could not tell they were the same character um, or the actor was playing multiple characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes. So now I'm surprised. I, if I have to talk about this episode, <laughs> um, I thought it was great. I thought it was really well done. I liked uh, What I like about this show so far, of the limited amount that I've seen, is that you do not know uh, like the, the character interactions can be so different because it's a completely different status quo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, that always has the potential to be, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to get on with this, but actually for me, I've really enjoyed it from minute one. I'm like, okay, this is all completely different. I don't know. 
how people interact or what what their relationships are to one another. Uh, but I'm interested to find out. And I felt that with this episode as well. I've missed a few before this, so I didn't know if I was... I had the similar questions, but I didn't know if that was because I'd missed some of the things that went before. Um, but yeah, I really liked their interplay. I liked the way that he kind of sacrificed himself at the end. Uh, again, mm-hmm. different dynamic for Decepticon doing that for an Autobot and all that good stuff. Um, and yeah, it's got, um, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's really good. And I think it's got a lot of potential as well. And I, and I, as it has come up, um, I'm always just super unbelievably excited that Nick, uh, is contributing to this, to this world. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's amazing, uh, as a person and an artist. And, uh, it's really good to see, um, you know, what one of us, mm-hmm. you know, uh, having those opportunities. So I'm in it for the long haul, which is also a transformer. Awesome. <laughs> 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 yep. All right. Well, that's our review of Transformers Earthspark episode 14 security protocols. Now we will uh, finish up the show with a recap of TF Nation. All right, JP. Well, you were you were the only one of us lucky enough to go to TF Nation uh, a couple weeks yeah. ago. So, uh, could you could you give us a give us a little recap? I mean, you don't have to, don't you have to go into too much detail? But I, what did you, what did you see? What how did, who did you run into? What kind of fun? Any fun stories you had? Uh, just give us the you know the five minute. Uh, uh, recap of your experience there. Well, it all started with a screening of The Secret of My Success uh, at the beginning. The first, <laughs> the first two hours. Uh, the uh, no, it was it was really really good. So um, it's now, uh, as has been for the last couple of years, it's now a three day event effectively. With Friday is sort of slightly more chilled, and there is usually a screening of, of um, uh, Transformers the movie. Uh, or the Secret similar. of My Success. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've been lobbed very hard for The Secret of My Success. Um, I think we can agree that it is um, uh, perhaps uh, the greatest Herbert Ross film that any of us can think of. Um, so, um, yeah, so I, I got there reasonably early because uh, I like to uh, um, kind of talk to people and, and hang out and chill out and stuff. And, and once you get to Saturday... For, it's very intense. So Saturday, I got to see nothing. I got to see no one. Uh, it was flat out, uh, but it was lovely. So they had uh, Sue Blue, um, and they had May Cat, and um, the man's name escapes me at the minute. Did the voice of Bumblebee in Cyberverse? I think. Jeremy. Uh, yeah. There you go. Uh, like a Jeremy. young, like a young Paul Rudd. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's what it looks. Uh, they're all very, very so nice. Paul Rudd. Sorry. So, so Paul Rudd. You said a young Paul Rudd. He is a young. He's somehow younger uh, than Paul Rudd. Uh, <laughs> Paul Rudd isn't aging, but at one point he was younger than he is now. Um, but uh, yes, so they were all very nice. Uh, I got to meet um, uh, Sue Blue, and uh, I did a, a, a print for the show, which obviously I don't have anywhere near me. But I do. <laughs> I do have a clothes peg uh, and a toothbrush. Um, oh. <laughs> and all sorts of things that are very useful to just in case Charles mentioned them. Um, so, uh, and she really liked it. I did like a framed version that lights up 
uh, oh. I do this for a few of the shows. And, um, she was, uh, she was like, Oh, this is great. Uh, which is lovely. So she seemed very nice. Um, and then there was a panel on the Sunday, uh, which was about the stamps, uh, and sort of the behind the scenes of, of, uh, mm-hmm. I went through the, some of the many, um, uh, different versions, uh, that I, uh, colored, uh, a few thousand times. Um, and, uh, but it was nice to actually be able to show people the different versions and, and why, um, that we went from A to B, um, to, as you might say, Z, um, when it is actually correctly Z. Uh, and, um, yeah, it was, to be honest, it, it was one of those, uh, shows, uh, that went so fast, um, and then everyone got COVID. I didn't get COVID because <laughs> I, um, I'm starting to think that I'm God. No, um, <laughs> the, um, somehow I have managed to avoid it for, I'm, I'm touching the wooden table. You can't see this. I can't pan the camera down because then you'd see how little I'm wearing. Um, the, um, I'm touching wood cause I don't want to get COVID. Um, and, uh, and yeah, an amazing cosplay contest, which they have, uh, every year. The standard of the entries is bonkers. Um, and, uh, yeah, I didn't get to see an enormous amount of the other, like, evening stuff just because I had, to, uh, my son there and, uh, and my wife. So, um, I would go do other things, um, there. Um, but the most exciting thing for me was that, uh, my boy, uh, Jacob and, uh, Nick Roach's son, uh, Daniel, uh, got on like a house on fire and oh, that's it, awesome. delightful, uh, to watch them just chilling out playing um uh on the nintendo switches together uh and having meals and stuff so that was great so for me uh tf nation for me is always about the people uh and actually all transformers conventions for me are about the people um i love so many people an enormous amount uh and um getting to see them is wonderful and there's always not enough time and whatnot and that's why i want to get back out to um the americas um because it has been entirely too long uh since i've seen a lot of my friends up there and some of you i've never met yeah um we've known you for how long (laughs) i know it's been a decade and i have not actually um yeah pressed the flesh um so at some point i'll get back out there um and and yeah make it happen that was uh so yeah my tf nation experience is i i didn't get to see very much that was transformers related uh but i did get to speak to lots of lovely people um and hang out with them and um transformers came up occasionally <laughs> very nice cool. so yeah, you should get out you should come over we want to it's a long term goal yeah make it happen if we get that glazed ham Tear yeah. in. Oh, then, yeah. That happens then definitely. Then yeah. I think there's money for me to go there and then I'll bring you guys back afterwards. It'd be fantastic. So glazed ham tear, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll spring for a new ham even. Yeah. I think we could probably afford it. Have you actually yeah. you should set up a ten thousand dollar glazed ham level. <laughs> yeah. Someone out there will do it. I, I'm certain you never know. No, because then they will want a refund on it. <laughs> Once I bought that ham, it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> I'm committed. 
You can't take a ham back. No. <laughs> this isn't communist China. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I think we will close this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. Uh, Again, thanks to everyone for watching and listening. And uh, as always, at the end of every episode, we give a shout out to our Masterpiece Donatrons. These are the folks who continue to support the podcast at our highest, second highest level on Patreon. <laughs> so uh, thank you once again to john 4 good and DemonTech82. Uh, we really appreciate your support. That's why we give you a shout out in every episode. And uh, you guys are awesome. And Apollo, uh, thanks again for coming back on the show. Uh, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you online? Thanks. It's always fun to be here. So I'm on Blue Sky now. We talked more about that in the toy show. Um, I'm at Robo Apollo. So find me on there. Um, I'm still on Twitter for however long that lasts and, um, also Instagram. So, and my username on all of those is Robo Apollo. Awesome. And JP, uh, yeah, it's, it's always a pleasure having you on. Uh, we've, we've had you on the whole week. So, uh, for anyone who missed the toy show, you can tell everyone, uh, where they can find you and your stuff online. Yeah, I am, uh, still on, uh, Twitter. Um, it's like being inside the Hindenburg. Uh, and, uh, uh as, uh, at, uh, Wordmonger, I'm on, uh, Facebook. I'm also on Instagram. Although I don't post there anywhere near as much as I should. Uh, and I'm also on Tumblr. Does anyone do that anymore? Is that still a thing? Do people still tumble? It, okay. it still exists. I don't know how many people are using it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, my heart exists. Um, <laughs> I don't use it. Um, but uh, yes, so, uh, and yeah. Uh, Go watch the other thing. Yeah. And then there's the, the information's there. <laughs> you owe it to yourself, really. If not, you've just let me down. You've let Charles down. You've let Jeremy down. Let, apologize. We're, we're not angry. We're just disappointed. <laughs> and that's really worse. It is. Yeah, in a lot of worse. ways, it's worse. Yeah. So. Oh, I heard the yeah, clanging sorry. chimes of doom there. Uh, I, bumped, <laughs> I bumped the Coke can. Oh. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, uh, again, thanks for watching and listening, and uh, we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>